You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode 97 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and the return of our headlines editor, Tom Childs. So the Chiefs easily dispose of the Dolphins in an ice-cold arrowhead and move into the AFC Divisional Round with an on-the-road matchup against the Buffalo Bills. We'll obviously be giving you our takes on this as part of our preview, plus we'll be assessing the rest of the playoff matchups and giving you our predictions for the Divisional Round games. But first... So, is Demarcus Robinson back in town? Is that why you're playing Benny Hill music? There is actually a reason for it. Um, it's not Demarcus Robinson, and it's definitely not Incompletrius Harris. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there is actually a reason we are playing the Benny Hill music. It is actually a request. We do requests on this show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First request. <laughs> 97 episodes in. This is the first request we've ever had. Hey, can uh, I just, before I read this request out, can I just say 97 episodes, man? Do you know if, obviously, if we make the Super Bowl, the preview for the Super Bowl will be 100? Well, if we don't have either Jamal Charles or Justin Houston or Derek Johnson or somebody like that on, I'll be I'll be well pissed. Should we just sell for Pete Sweeney? <laughs> <laughs> just sell for Pete, yeah. Pete will do it, won't he? Pete, oh, Pete tell us what your uh, favourite part of the 100 episodes of the Great British Chief Show What's your favourite part? And he'd be like, I don't listen. He'd be like, uh, this one, the one I'm on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't listen. I, I don't listen. My, my, listen. my time is not worth you guys. Like, there's no, there's no chance in hell Pete really listens to this podcast. He's, he's, he's too high. He's too Hollywood for us, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's too Hollywood. But, I what fellow I, APers do actually listen to our podcast. Do you reckon any of the guys do? I think Rocky does. I don't think they listen to us for our nuanced takes, are they? They're not like they're not they're not <laughs> listening to us thinking, oh, I'm gonna use that. Brad said something really intelligent. I'm gonna use that on my show. Don't think they've ever wrote an article off the back of our shows, mate. I really don't <laughs> think they've done that. <laughs> I don't think we're that high level. I really don't think that. But um no, uh, before we start, actually, Ra- Rocky, thank you very much for covering for Tom mm. while he was off doing his jury duties. Thank um you very much. and Tom, welcome back, mate. You're back. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm back from serving my country. And no, I will not share any details on this podcast. <laughs> thank, thank you for your service. Because I can go to prison for that. So, <laughs> well, this juror voted this. <laughs> we had this really amazing case, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and guess what? They made him put on the glove. <laughs> and he was always scot-free. <laughs> 
that's a completely different topic that we're going on to here, mate. That's, we'll leave that one back there. I think. I'll tell you what, it's great to have you back, mate. It really is. <laughs> no, the reason for the Benny Hill music was because we got a request on Apple Podcasts, which was from a listener. Um, I think he's a listener anyway. I know what this is. Sorry, I read this a few weeks ago and I've just remembered what this is. Thank you very much. Well, I've been saving it until you came back because uh, I want to give a shout out to Mac John 43 who gave us he gave us a review. I'll just say that, right? He actually gave, he gave Arrowhead Pride a five-star review. And it started off like this. I love all Arrowhead Pride podcasts. Well, except one. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Benny Hill and Monty Python, as anyone in my youth. But I don't have any desire to hear them analyze Chiefs games. <laughs> Maybe you can send the UK guys off to where you sent the three teenagers. Hi, Ken. Hi, Matt. Hi, Greg. <laughs> That's definitely who he remains as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It, it just goes on. It says, it took a while for some of the non-editor shows to grow on me, but now I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I add them to all my cues, my podcast cues. I mean, listening list. Don't want to sound too much like the Benny Hill pod, though. <laughs> And it goes on and on and on, but it, it keeps referencing Benny Hill. And he actually said later on, if you if you make them use the Benny Hill theme music to start their show, I might force myself to give them another try. Let me know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mac John forty three, whoever you are, that honestly, I chuckled at that. That was so funny. That was a good review. That um, we we don't shy away from bad reviews. I mean, if you don't like us, you don't like us. We you know it's we really don't care, but. <laughs> When you put it in words like that, I just thought, yeah. you know, I have to bring that up in the next podcast yeah. when Tom's on because I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I'm here for it. What is his name? Mac? Mac John 43. Mac John 43. So, <laughs> yeah. My guy, my guy, Mac. Yeah. You just become our star listener. Thank you very yeah. well for this one show, our star listener, because I'm pretty sure after this bit, he's probably thinking, oh, I've had enough of these guys already. <laughs> <laughs> Mac John 43, this show is for you. We're yeah. dedicating this. We dedicate our 97th show to Mac Joe, Mac John, or whatever your name is. Yeah. Well done, mate. Oh, can I just say the last bit he put on here? Keep up the great work, guys. Hunt those punters from the UK. <laughs> Does he mean, okay, okay. I don't know. It's, it, he might punters. still be upset. He might still be upset that we've taxed his tea or that we scorched the White House many many years ago it might no, be that no, i don't no, know no he just doesn't like our opinions which is fine doesn't get our sense of humor which is fine <laughs> but you never mind I, I i'm i'm over it you're over it i am over it i am over it it was funny i thought it was a good good thing to bring up anyway yeah. let's crack well, on speaking man. of benny hill sorry I, I, that leads quite nicely into actually what i want to say so i done something quite significant last week when I was away from jury service. So every Wednesday night, I play football slash soccer and I play with a bunch of friends, my two brothers. And um, I did something which is awful, accidental. But I tackled my brother so hard last Wednesday that he hit the ground and he broke his humerus in half. His humerus? Yes. That's his upper arm. So he's he lost his humor. Is that what it is? He broke his bone in half. <laughs> and I just thought I'd share that with you guys because obviously I've not been I've not been in the on the podcast recently. I want to share what's going on. And Man, that's brutal. That's does your... that make me a bad person to to break someone's arm? Is that but your own just brother? Break... 
Sorry? Your own brother. brother, yeah. Yeah. What did my he dad do? rang me and go, what's this story about you committing GBH on your brother? <laughs> <laughs> is it because you sold the Charizard card? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, it's not that brother. Oh, oh, is it not that brother? If oh, it was okay. that brother, I would enti- entirely understand why he'd be angry at me um, <laughs> for breaking his arm and selling the Charizard card. No, I, I get that one. No, it's the other brother. But yeah, does that make me a bad person? Um, I don't know. I mean, you get sued. It was accidental. Me, don't you? It was accidental. No, but... You know. Was it though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be honest here, mate. <laughs> yeah, there's no one listening. There's no one listening. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Mac John, 43. <laughs> Mac John wants wonder. to know. Mac John wants to know yeah. why but it was it intentional? It was accidental. It was accidental. Wow, but, is he all right though? No, no. I'm more annoyed because he works for me, so I've now lost him at work for seven weeks. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah. Not you are good. the worst manager ever. <laughs> yeah, worst manager. Worst manager. Worst brother, Flash worst brother. podcaster. Just just terrible. <laughs> A terrible human being. Worst juror. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see the evidence. He's guilty. <laughs> Put on the glove. Do you not see? <laughs> right. Let's crack on with the uh, the Chiefs talk because uh, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins and quite convincingly too at Arrowhead Stadium. Freezing cold temperatures, which even made helmets brittle. Uh, mm-hmm. To the point of actually breaking and smashing to pieces, and actually looking yep. like the Grim Reaper. Have you noticed? I think I've seen that going I've around. Seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that's a reach. <laughs> that's not a reach. I see. It. I see it as well. Whoever's put reach. that out there, it's, it, it's definitely there. I just wanted to go over it a little bit of the game because uh, I, I mean it has been a while since uh, the game was played. Actually, because this was the Saturday night game, wasn't it? Which um, mm-hmm. was was really good for us over here because it meant that we could watch it through into Sunday. And, uh, and and recover from it all day Sunday, which was brilliant. I think all uh, NFL games should be at that time now. I would I would happily have the entirety of the inter- NFL playoffs played on a Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, they Absolutely. need to put the Super Bowl on a Saturday as well. They just need to hurry up and do that. Yeah, just uh, do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a day's holiday that I have to take every single year on a Monday. Like every yeah. single year. You only get certain amounts of holiday or vacation days, as you guys call them over in America. And every single year I have to use one on the Super Bowl. They need to make that thing a Saturday. Yeah, because like I said, nobody watches college, so what's the point? <laughs> no, but it was an easy game. Um, much easier than I was expecting it to be, uh, to be honest. like I, There was a lot of talk about the Dolphins going in and then being able, un- unable to perform in these type of temperatures. And they go back historically and say the Dolphins have always played bad in these temperatures. And, and I didn't really think there was anything to it because I, it's a completely different set of guys every single time. So really, I was only looking at Tua's record in particular in those type of games. And yeah, he might have lost all those games, but at the same time, you're playing on the road against good teams as well. And my struggles with this particular match was, are the Chiefs actually a good team? Because based on what we saw at the back end of last year, it was all a struggle. Yeah, they were better against the Bengals because the Chargers game doesn't really matter because the the first team didn't play. But up until that Bengals game, everything was kind of a struggle. Even offensively against the Bengals, it was a struggle. Like Harrison Buck had to kick, was it six field goals? Have mm. we podcasted since that game? I don't think we have. I we uh, have, not together. Kick six field goals. So, like, for all of my concerns about the Dolphins, there was equal amount of concerns about the Chiefs. But what happened was, is that the Chiefs turned up to this game and the defence continued to play exactly how the defence has been playing, which is lights out. But the offence turned up as well and I think it was straight away from the first play playoff Pat turned up like like 
trying to stretch the field a little bit, trying to hit Kelsey over the middle. Obviously, Kelsey dropped it, but I think that was evidently clear what type of game we were going to get from the offense. And it played out exactly how everyone else thought it would do, not exactly how I would. And yeah, maybe more for me on that part. I think it's safe to say that Patrick Mahomes is definitely a snow game guy, isn't he? Um, because seeing him play in that game there, it just seemed as though it was like old Pat. It was back back to normal, back to what we were expecting from uh, Patrick Mahomes' performance. Um, the team did seem to miss a heartbeat, really. I mean, yeah, there was a few drops, but I mean... The, they, were, they, they were bad in the red zone still. That's, that's they were still, yeah, yeah. Um, but, moving the ball between the 20s hasn't really been much of an issue all season. Um, obviously, they've had turnovers at time, but the big problem has been finishing drives. And it still remains a problem. Like how many t- did they score three touchdowns on Sunday in the end, or was it two? Uh, uh, Pacheco, yeah, Rice. I can't remember. It was three, two, or three. But even still, probably saw Harrison Butker a little bit more than we needed to, or wanted to rather, uh, on Saturday night. And that has to be a concern uh, going deeper into the playoffs when you come against some of these offenses, which are, believe it or not, more highly powered than the Dolphins are right now because the Dolphins tend to struggle at the back end of the season. But against the mm. Bills, potentially against the Ravens, potentially against the 49ers, they are going to have to figure those things out. But it was a step in the right direction for this offense. They didn't turn the ball over, which was amazing for this offense. And we have been saying all year that if the Chiefs don't turn the ball over, the defense is 100% good enough for them to win games. And that was the perfect formula for the Chiefs to win. Yes, it would have been nice to convert some of those threes into sevens but at uh, this point this point in the season winning is all that matters and if they and if you look at it as a whole 27 points compared to the rest of the season is a major major upgrade for this offense i think we have to acknowledge the fact that the dolphins were really out of the comfort zone in this um yes okay it was a game in our head is uncomfortable for any team to go to but I think with the the atmosphere and the the the, the weather front that actually happened, um, they really didn't look like they were wanting to be there, did they? Especially Tua. I mean, whenever you saw him on that first drive, I mean, even before the game, I just felt like this Dolphins team were not really up for it. Um, we've seen them play a lot better on offense. I mean, obviously they're one of the best uh, offensive teams in the league, mm-hmm. um, and you can look at that however you want to. I mean, yeah, some people say that they haven't really played anyone, but at the end of the day, you've still got to beat what's in front of you, haven't you? So mm. to shut down the likes of Tyreek Hill in this game, it's just another testament to this defense, especially the you know um, the, the cornerbacks and the safeties of how well they've managed to lock down a lot of these wide receivers, haven't they? Yeah, but I think it starts earlier than that. I think it was the ability of the Chiefs' defensive line to stop the run game against the Dolphins that proved pivotal because the Dolphins have a really strong rushing attack especially with a chain and obviously Raheem Mostert, those with Mostert scored like 20 touchdowns this year or something ridiculous like that, close to that, that number. And they managed to shut that down pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins weren't moving the ball. Well, I think they only had, what, 89 yards or something like that after the first half. And most of that come from that one play to Tyreek Hill. Um, so because they were able to shut the, the, the rushing attack down, that put the DBs in very, very, very favourable um, positions when it comes to second and third down. But as we've seen all season, if they can get themselves into those positions on the second and longs, on the third and longs, then this this cornerback room, this safety room are just so well equipped to handle any receiver. And it, it angers me really because 
Legeria Sneed right now is playing football as well as any football player in the NFL. Now, I don't yeah. mean cornerbacks. I think he is playing as well as anyone right now at his yeah. position. And for him, and it, by the way, it's not like it's a flash in the pan. It's not, this isn't like a month of December and January thing. This yeah. has been all season. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been penalised a lot, but he's still being tasked with covering number one receivers throughout games and just shutting them down compared to their usual standards. And he wasn't voted to the pro role, which is a f***ing farce anyway. I don't give a shit about that one. That, that I'm okay with that. You're all but right with that. For the, for the all-pro teams to completely ignore him and him not be in there, Trent McDuffie made it. I think he was second all-pro, wasn't he? Yeah. But the Jerry Sneed to not even get in there and get a look in. Like, it's great for us when it comes to contract negotiations because the, his agents can't go, well, he's an all-pro. Like, <laughs> there's, there, there's that. There's that. But there's no denying for me right now that Legereus Sneed is the best cornerback in football. Mm-hmm. And he was doing things on Saturday night which just don't happen. Like, yes, it was icy. Yes, they were struggling with foot a little bit. But his jam of Tyreek Hill on that third and 13 was outrageous. He was probably lining up in the neutral zone. Let's be fair. He was probably lining up a bit close to Tyreek Hill. But for him to do what he did to Tyreek Hill, it was just an outstanding bit of cornerback play. And it just annoys me that he's not getting the recognition that he deserves. And genuinely, you might think hyperbolic, but I do believe that probably Josh Allen and Legereus Sneed right now are playing their positions better than anyone else's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I genuinely, genuinely mean that. The other player that I liked of Sneed's was when he, he just literally towered above Tyreek in the end zone, didn't he? And he just tried yeah. almost caught it with one hand. I mean, that was yeah. that was a hell of a player. That, and that proved straight away that he is at all pro level. He is... He's ridiculous. He, he's unreal. He, he's such a great yeah. player that, uh, that at this point, at this moment in time, there was a lot of chat around who would you sign next? You know, if you had to sign it between Chris Jones or Legereus Sneed, there's a lot of people on the Sneed camp right now saying, do you know what? I'd absolutely sign you him. Sign them Chris both. Jones. You find a way to keep them you both. You do. Yeah, exactly. You, do not, you don't break up this defense because this defense is growing old together. And... You, you're obviously going to get an opportunity through the draft to inject some, some youth into it. But I don't like if it is a case of one or the other, then you have to pay Snead. You mm. simply have to pay Snead because on the trade market, you'll get more for Chris Jones. Yeah. Anyway, than you would at Jarrett Snead. Um, and then that enables you to obviously reinvest in the defensive tackle position and whatnot. But uh, the way I see it, if you're Brett Veach and you're looking at this team, right, what is the strength for this team right now? It's quarterback and defense okay and this defense is not just good or great it is elite right now and it has been elite all season and you have to do your like do your hard try your hardest to keep it together and i hope i hope the players recognize that and i I know there's always talk always this talk about hometown discount and all this and should they take it should they not and i just i i kind of hope that there's something there for these two players that rewards them enough financially that they're happy, but also keeps this band together because this defense is so special and it starts with 95 and it ends with 38. Like that's how, 
that's how important these two players are. Like Chris Jones, what he's done for that defensive line this year in terms of opening things up for everyone else because he's been that good is just, it's been remarkable. There's this, this, this defensive turnaround from, say, December last year to where we are today. Like, kudos to Spagnolos, kudos to all the players for getting on board. But this defense is just a joy to watch. To hold the Dolphins seven points in a playoff game, I don't care about the conditions. Seven points in a playoff game is no. just, and it's not like any old offense. This is one like the number top three offense in the league this year. Yeah, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle, with Tua, Mozart, the chain, like all these weapons everywhere. A, a half decent offensive line. It's it's not an it's not an easy task to shut an offense like that down in a must have game. Even when the Chiefs are out big and they're going for fourth downs and stuff like that, that's typically when you see teams score points. They're still shutting them down. It's just outrageous how good this defense is. And they are the reason for my levels of optimism going into this week and potentially beyond. Yeah. I think Rocky Magania and I spoke about this last week, actually, about this Chiefs defense right now is probably the best defense we've ever seen. I mean, obviously, Rocky's been a lifelong fan. And I couldn't think... I could not think of a better Chiefs defense right now. Well, that, that 2016 I've, I've defense was something else. The what? The one? The 2016 defense was ridiculous. It was good, but like uh, I said, it's, you know, we're, uh, we're looking that at... 2016 defense, which shut down the Killer Bees in, in January in the playoffs when the, the sixth field goal game. Do you not think uh, this is better? This defense is better? How aggressive uh, they are and how, just how on put, point they I, are. I think the problem is, is that I put players like Derek Johnson, Eric Berry, Tumba Harley, Justin Houston, Duntari Poe on such a high pedestal. Yeah. Right? Because obviously I wasn't around for the 60s, the 70s, and even the 90s, right? Because obviously I only started supporting the Chiefs in the early 2000s and when the defense was... <laughs> and so um, when it comes to defenders, like my God-tier defenders for me are like Derek Johnson, Tumba Harley, Justin Houston, Eric Berry. Yeah. And... Uh, Don Pope because they were like the first like true superstars on defense that I saw for the Chiefs. Yeah, so it's hard for me to like position myself or those guys against them. It's like footballers, like uh, like let's take Arsenal. Sound the alarm, right? I love Bakaya Saka, right? And Saka is an outstanding player. But if you're asking me to compare him to like Robert Perez or something like that, I'd be like, no, it doesn't come close. Now, that's interesting because is this not a nostalgia thing for you? Pot- for that's any- what I'm saying. It potentially yeah. could be a nostalgia thing. But where do I line up Chris Jones? Like, out of those, so let's say, for example, this this is definitely an off-season topic, but <laughs> let's talk about it in the playoffs. Talk about it anyway. Everyone else yeah. is talking about the games this weekend. Let's talk about this, right? So if we were going to rank those, those five defenders from, yes, from the 2015-2016, that sort of time, but with the likes of, I don't know, Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, Nick Bowen, and Trent McDuffie. Mm. Who's who's your top two or three out of that group? Is it Sneed? Because Sneed's only been great, really, truly great for this year. Like, but you've got to go probably, Chris Jones. Chris, top, Jones is, Chris Jones is probably number one. Yeah, Chris Jones is probably number one. But then you've probably got to run on Eric Berry, Tamba Harley, Justin Houston. After that, like before anyone else gets a look in. So, Suppose, but I mean, we haven't seen... Obviously, if you look at coordinators, now coordinators do come into it, obviously. They <laughs> massively come into it. But early Bob Sutton in Kansas City was in his bag. He was in his bag. 
It only really began to fall apart when Alex Smith got good. It's a bit like this year for the Chiefs. <laughs> it's just the reverse. Alex Smith got good when the defense got <laughs> Pat Mahomes and the offense got <laughs> when this defense got good. Yeah. Like, they never really, that's like, the edge-old thing, isn't it? That's the so, edge-old thing with this, with this Chiefs organization. You yeah. can't have both at the same time. Yeah. That's what... So, I don't know. I, 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 it's, a good, it's a great question. It, it is, is a, a great question. question. Yeah. Is this take, the best defense we've ever seen? Is this the best Chiefs defense that I've seen? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's 1A and 1B between that 2016 defense and this defense. I, sure. That 2016 defense was, was incredible. I'm sure there's some uh, listeners who probably even remember the 1969 team. It was yeah. the defense that they probably said, "Oh, that was definitely the best defense." I mean, yeah, it probably yeah. was. I mean, you know, the, like the '93 team with Derek Thomas and all that. Yeah, like, like, like there will be people out there going, "Oh, yeah, this, that defense is definitely better." But I don't know statistically, probably this team blows the 2016 team out, out of the water. But the, the one thing this team doesn't do, by the way, is create turnovers. They don't yeah. create turnovers. They're very good at stopping drives, but they don't pretend to create turnovers. Where that 2016 team was like very, very that early 2004 and 2016 early Andy Reid was just like turnover city. Yeah. So, yeah. just to finish off our assessment of this uh, this great wild card playoff win with the, the Chiefs had, um, Rashi Rice, Rashi Rice. I mean, come Rashi on, Rashi Rice, Rashi Rice. What? Rashi. What a game. This was definitely. I feel like this was a breakout game for Rashi Rice. This game, and it came at the right time. Yeah, he stepped up big because Kelsey was Must. dropping everything. <laughs> he's done that a lot this year, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's dropped a lot of passes. That's why when people were like blaming Kadarius Tony for to- uh, Kelsey not making his receiving yards and stuff like that, if it wasn't for Kadarius Tony lining up <laughs> on the side, he'd have his yards. I'm like, I'm not having it because Kelsey, if he caught a load of passes this year, he'd have been well over a thousand. He's only got himself to blame for that one. He's dropped a lot of passes this year. Yeah, he has. He's not been his usual self, but I mean, he nearly got another thousand yard season out of it. So yeah. <laughs> he's doing something right, isn't he? Clearly. Um, but uh, no, no, Rice was excellent. Sorry to make early point. Yeah, it, he looks like the hot hand, like the short hands, as it were, currently, um, which is great on his part because obviously early in the year he struggled with catching. Mm. And now he seems to be reeling everything in that Mahomes um, throws at him. He, he's kind of gone to this like Juju Smith Schuster kind of role now. Yeah. where everything over the middle is kind of going to him. And we've been missing that, I feel like, because when, when Smith-Schuster was in the lineup, it made such a difference to this Chiefs team because the middle of the field was just like there all the time. And now Rice is dominating the middle of the field, whether it's uh, over routes or crosses or slants or whatever. Now he's dominating those type of areas. It's just giving Mahomes a lot of easy throws. And so it's, especially with deep passes not working still, um, if we can have reliable hands in the middle and guys that can get open in the middle of the field, then this offense will continue to tick over and um, move the ball. Obviously, when you get down into the, the red zone, that's when the middle of the field becomes hardest. You can't really throw into the middle of the field because your throws need to be perfect, your roots need to be perfect. And that's probably where they're struggling because the guys can't particularly get open on the outside. But when when it comes to moving the ball in between the 20s, Rasheed Rice has just become one hell of a weapon for Mahomes. Before we go into the break, I just want to bring up uh, the fact that there's this there's been this argument for quite some time now since Tyreek left. Um, who won the trade? Settled. He got one this week. That's what I mean. It's settled, isn't it? Settled already. Mm. Um, he got settled. Chiefs need receivers, right? But I'd have him back. He probably got settled last year. <laughs> he got settled last year. Yeah. But it got like postage stamped this week <laughs> when McDuffie laid out Hill. Yeah. 
um, Finger Beauty. Finger Beauty. <laughs> like you can say that Hill got you can say that Hill got McDuffie earlier in the game. Yeah, and he did. He did get him, but for him to come back and lay off the Samaka down, as uh, the Rock used to say, <laughs> uh, on his candy ass. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think I think uh, the Chiefs definitely won the trade, but they did. Yeah, I think it nails it now. Like you said, I think it's to the final. If you smell, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> but, my 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 missus and my kids are probably downstairs and going, "What the heck is going on up there?" He's doing a podcast up there. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a wrestling podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're doing one for Mac Jones, forty three or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Making feel at home. <laughs> yeah, I reckon right, we going to the break with Benny Hill music. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, yeah, for Mac Jones, Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones, isn't it? For Mac Jones, forty three. This is for you, mate. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. It's our head pride power rankings time. Top eight. We can't do top five because it's unfair to the other teams. So let's do top eight, Tom. Top eight. Our head pride power rankings. They are back. Because no one was bothered to pick them up whilst I was away. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we got you back, Tom. We got you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how little they care about my content as well. <laughs> Don't listen to his podcast. Don't want to pick up. No, it's fine. It's fine. Thank you to all the guys who picked up headlines, by the way, if you do listen to this. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. But I'm back now. I'm back, baby. Um, top eight. So in eighth, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't think anyone's okay. really surprised about that. Just Baker Mayfield Baker. getting in Just there. And yeah. I, I, do you know what? Every time Baker does well, I think of you. You I do, yeah. How much you hate him. <laughs> I know how much you hate him. And if he goes on to win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to be happy. Imagine. Imagine. Go on, Baker. I like <laughs> him. I do like him. I think he's all right. Uh, in seventh, uh, the Houston Texans. Now, really? That goes to show how high the standards are in the league. If the Houston Texans are the seventh best team, but yeah, we've got them as the seventh team. They scare me. They're not going to get past Saturday, so it's fun. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers are sixth. Jordan Love is balling. Yeah, uh, they were very, very, very impressive. Uh, Matt Lafleur has got them ticking. Aaron Jones coming back has been 
amazing for them. Yeah. Very, very balanced offense. Defense played very well in the first half against the Cowboys and just kind of kept them at arm's length for the rest of the game. So, yeah, very good win for the Packers. Thank you for uh, getting rid of America's team, apparently. America's um, team. In, in fifth, the Detroit Lions. Now, this will probably prove controversial because I've read a lot of other rankings and a lot of other rankings have the Chiefs in fifth, but there's no way in hell that the Detroit Lions are better than the Chiefs. No. Just no chance. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The story is really good with the Detroit oh, Lions. It's yeah. amazing. It is amazing. If any team can win a Super Bowl this year, that's not us. I'm rooting hard for the Lions. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will happen, but I am rooting hard for them. Yeah. Um, uh, in fourth, the Chiefs. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that's fair or uh, unfair. I think it's pretty okay about where we want them. Uh, in third, our opponents this week, the Buffalo Bills. Um, second, the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe are Super Bowl bound. Yeah. Um, they won't have any issues with the Packers, despite how well they're playing. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect them to dispatch the Bucks or the Lions um, at home. So they're, they're going to be the Super Bowl opponents if we make it. And then the Baltimore Ravens in first, it has to be them. Really? Has to be. Um, their end of the season was terrific. And um, Good seasonal team, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, not a postseasonal team, but no. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can have a podcast about the uh, Baltimore Ravens next week. Yeah, no, it would be good, mate. It would be good. Um, no, I, I'm not really surprised by a lot of that, to be honest. I think, uh, I think probably the Texans. I don't know, maybe they probably have one place higher, maybe. But other than that, I, I don't know what it is about the Texans. I, I don't know if it's the CJ Stroud thing or or what. I just seem as though I, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant and a little bit worried that you know we might. If we do skip past the uh, the Bills and somehow, I don't know, the Texans beat this this Ravens team that you seem to be really lording over, I really kind of am a little bit bothered by them. I just see quite a lot of, I, I don't know what it is with CJ Stroud, I just see quite a lot of Mahomes-type things that he does. He hasn't got that fear factor. He hasn't got the fear of playing a big team. He just slings it and he just makes plays. And that's kind of what Ice Cold Mahomes is like. Yeah, so no, I, that's what I'm I worried think about. They're a very good team. I do think they're a very good team, but I think if they were to come up against the Chiefs in our head in the playoffs as a championship game, I, I back the Chiefs 90 times out of 100, but it's not going to happen, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> Mark these words. Yeah, freezing cold takes next week. Can't wait. <laughs> right, Chiefs at Buffalo. The first at Buffalo at Buffalo, the first road game for Mahomes. He's retiring soon, isn't he? Fucking <laughs> ludicrous, isn't it? It really is ludicrous. On the road. 2024, and we drafted that guy in 2017, and we have made the playoffs every single year since he got drafted. Yeah. And this is the first time that he's playing on the road. And he's got, what, 12, 12 playoff wins already or something? Yeah. And, and It's, it's just, just insane. It's just how insane. How many of these Chiefs players have actually played on the road in a playoff game? Chris Jones? Has Chris Jones even played on the road? I don't think he has. When when we did, then when when did we get Jones? Twenty sixteen. I don't think Chris Jones has played on the road in the playoffs. No. Kelsey has because Kelsey's played in New England. Yeah. But none of these guys have. <laughs> it's insane. That is really insane to even think that Mahomes is. This is his first road playoff game. I think it's our first road playoff game since twenty fifteen. That's how long it's been since we played a road blower. And now that means that's predominantly because we kept losing in the oh no, 
Yeah, 2015, the Texans was the last time we played. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Patriots, Texans. we lost to the Patriots the following game. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots, to divisional round was the last time, 2015, we played on the road. And then every other year, the next two years were first round exits. And <sighs> um, yeah, then Mahomes come in. So it's crazy, crazy yeah. insane, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I'm glad this game's in Buffalo, by the way. I'm really pleased this game's in Buffalo because a lot of the talk, obviously, we've got a very good record against Buffalo in the playoffs. And mm. every single time it's been, oh, well, if we get ever get you in Buffalo, and that's how I see people from Buffalo talk. If we ever get you from Buffalo, you sound be- like Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but if we ever get them in Buffalo, now I'm going to hillbilly. If we ever get them in Buffalo, we're going to beat their ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how they sound in Buffalo, mate. I really don't. No, <laughs> I could no. be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm trying to think of Buffalo and pop culture at all. Oh, uh, uh, Bruce Almighty is set in Buffalo. Oh, right. Yeah, it is. B E A different. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of Buffalo in any other pop culture thing. Wings. Buffalo wings. Do they come from Buffalo? Uh, I don't know. I don't see many buffaloes with wings, though. Uh, I don't know, Mrs. Person. <laughs> I don't see many buffaloes with wings. No. So it must be the location. I don't know. That's I, a good I, point. Do you know what? Why I mean, are they called buffalo wings? I've yeah. never once thought that. Alexa, why do they call them buffalo wings? According to an Alexa Answers contributor, they are called buffalo wings if they are cooked with a buffalo sauce consisting of a vinegar-based cayenne pepper hot sauce and melted butter. There are several claims about the origin of buffalo wings. One popular claim is that buffalo wings were first prepared at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York. Ah, there we go. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Good old buffalo. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not even in Buffalo. It's it's actually a New York thing. (laughs) (laughs) Who (laughs) knew? Go with a sign on Sunday. Buffalo wings are a New York thing. <laughs> there we go. It's not really New York. I know Buffalo. I say, oh, yeah, it's really actual New York team. Western New York. Is it? Is it? Like, does anyone go, oh, I'm going to New York this weekend. Oh, whereabouts in New York are you going to go? Buffalo. Like, no, no, no. Well, where are you staying? You staying in Manhattan? Near Times Square? Yeah, I'm staying in Buffalo. Like, no one says that, do they? But like, I know the Jets and Giants are in New Jersey, but people might say oh, I'm going to New Jersey this weekend, but no one's saying they're going to Buffalo, are they? This is how ignorant I am. I thought we were on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you thought they were near Seattle or something like that, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> I really start looking at a map of, of America. I really yeah. do. Um so yeah, the Chiefs are playing the buff- Buffalo Wings, Buffalo Bills this, Buffalo this, this Sunday. In the playoffs. And yeah, I'm glad this game is in Buffalo um, because the excuses aren't there for Buffalo anymore. Yeah. Um, they can't talk about overtime because the overtime rule's been sorted. They can't talk about the game being an arrowhead because it's been played in Buffalo. Um, maybe they'll talk about rest, maybe, uh, because yeah. obviously there's, the Chiefs have got two days extra rest than the Bills, which might turn out to be a factor. The Bills look pretty beat up by the end of that game. But at the same time, they did play the Steelers, who are <laughs> who are really, really <laughs> And it was like the year that we played the Steelers in the playoffs, when they were the seven and we were the two. It might as well have been a bye week. 
Yeah. I got excited about there being Monday night football, like Monday evening football for the guys in America. But it was kicked off at half nine over here. I thought, that's fine. Bill's game got postponed on a Sunday. We watch it Monday night. I'll go out, play football, come home, not break anyone's arm, go out, play football, have a beer, watch the Bill's game. And I was genuinely excited for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like watching, do you know what it was like watching? It was like watching a preseason game. It was actually, yeah, I agree. It was with like, you. oh yeah, I'm really excited to watch this game. Yeah, can't wait. Play off the ball. Oh, it was over before oh, half time. That's when it was. It was, it was so bad. Yeah, so it was bad. the Bills, the, the Steelers were so outmatched, so so outmatched because the Bills, for all of my piss taking, they are a very very good team, mm. and they have a mutant at quarterback who is playing out of his skin at this moment. And we've talked about it before in this podcast when that certain quarterback gets hot, he gets really really hot. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not playing him when he gets cold because when he's cold, he's really, really, really cold. So it's all building up to be this just fantastic game of football between two franchises that have a respect for each other, but there is a rivalry. It's not, and we're not talking like Bengals Chiefs who just clearly hate each other. The yeah. Bills and Chiefs, I think there is mutual respect. I think they do get along. Josh Allen clearly gets along with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I'm just looking forward to seeing how these two teams play against each other. It's a it's a really, really hard game to call. Team comparison-wise, they are very, very similar. Very, very similar. I mean, like even like points per game no, and things like that. Very similar. Oh, yeah, there's that. I mean, there's 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 two factors here, really. There's are we going to get Josh Allen, like you said, hot Josh Allen, and are we going to get the Chiefs defense that we've seen all season? And and are they going to really have this this titanic battle between quarterback? And defense because that's what it kind of boils down to this game. If the Chiefs defense is on point again, it's going to be a really long night for, for Josh Allen and Court because this Chiefs defense has been absolutely lights out. But what we the main question is, is this Chiefs offense gonna start keep ticking along as they as they're doing at the minute? Because they played well against the Dolphins, and I wasn't expecting it to be as 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 such a blowout as I thought that it was at the end. So are we going to get something similar in this? Are the Chiefs going to really kind of lock down Buffalo and be, cause a real frustration in this game? And is the Chiefs offense really going to start up in the game, getting that championship swagger back? I keep mentioning every week now because I'm so glad it seems to be coming back because I've been waiting for so long all this season for this championship swagger and it just hasn't been ignited. But it just seems as though the last couple of games, the Chiefs championship swagger has just kicked up a little bit. And it just, that next, you know, that next gear, and I think the Dolphins game did that as well. I agree mostly with what you said. I just find it really hard to imagine the Chiefs being able to shut down Josh Allen. Um, I think he has something which other quarterbacks don't particularly have. And that's mainly the ability to run the football very, very, very well. Yeah. And the Chiefs that's will be able to do a number. I'm sure they will be relatively okay with... Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and Kennard and who's their other young tight end they've got. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Um with that. Even James Cook, if he ends up playing, I'm sure he's he's a doubt at the moment. But um they may be okay with those weapons. But mm. unless you're going to spy him, you need to account for Josh Allen as well. Yeah. So it's it's a Carl After, some Mike Dana, Charles Menahu, Chris Jones, like what can you do to ensure that Josh Allen doesn't leave the pocket like you can't have josh allen running because if we if the bills get josh allen running the bills are going to win this game yeah 
Um, I do believe that because I feel that if he does get out of the pocket, he's going to extend drives. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to put his body on the line, all of that stuff. I do feel like they're going to win the game. It's whether they can keep in the pocket and then they can potentially create turnovers off the back of it. They need to get the, they have to get the bills in bird and long situations mm-hmm. where the run almost doesn't become too much of a threat for Josh Allen. They have to get him passing as much as they possibly can. They get Josh Allen passing and he is a terrific passer of the football, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's a great quarterback. I mean, I'm not seeing him saying he's like Kyler Murray or anything like that, where all he's got his legs. He's a terrific quarterback. But he, what makes Josh Allen more dangerous is his ability to move the chains with his legs. And that's where the defense has to step up. Like, you cannot have plays like, I, I can't remember who it was, but there was one play on Monday night against the Steelers when they 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 got a free rusher on Josh Allen. Mm. And the, the defender, it was, a, it was a corner, I think it was, that come off the edge, had a free rusher, Josh Allen. And instead of hitting him or bringing him to the floor, he went for the ball and Josh Allen kind of just swatted him aside and said, get off. And and then yeah. you can't afford to not have those plays. You sorry, you, you can't afford to make those mistakes against a quarterback like Josh Allen because he will punish you. And it's such a big game for this defensive line. And I'm really intrigued by the plan for him. I wouldn't be surprised if we rushed five, if we blitzed the hell out of him. Yeah. And, and but also try to keep gap integrity so he can't escape the pocket. Um still so is gonna have to be in his bag because I think I genuinely believe this is the toughest test that we're going to face all year. I know we've already faced Josh Allen, but that was when they were just starting to get hot. Yeah. The Bills are now red hot. They've won, what, six, seven games in a row now. And we know how dangerous this quarterback can be when he's on song. So, um, yeah, if uh, if this, get, this defense counts for nothing, if they keep teams below 20 points all year and then Josh Allen goes and scores 28 to 35 points. But it, it doesn't mean anything how good the defense has been. Um, the offense will will have stairs. They will move the ball. They will have Harrison Butker. I'm sure he'll score points. I'm sure the Chiefs won't have any problem getting to 21 points themselves. But as this team has been all year, they are so, 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 so reliant on this defense. And this is definitely the toughest test they've faced so far this year. So the game plan is definitely the key on this. But you just have to stop Josh Allen. You just it's it's, it's, it, it's similar it though. It's similar with the, with the Dolphins though, wasn't it? Because we no. the, the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense shut that run down because they had a no, hell of no. a good game. There's a difference between shot, shutting the run down and shutting the quarterback run down. Like Mahomes and Josh Allen are very very similar. Like Mahomes isn't an athletic, but well, he is an athletic guy. He is very athletic, in fact. But he's you don't look at him and go, oh, he's a runner. Yeah. When he runs, he's extremely effective. Josh Allen is a runner and he's very, very effective and his ability and he's bloody the size of a mountain as well. And that's what makes him so dangerous. Yeah, you can shut down James Cook, you can shut down Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, but if you do not keep him in the pocket and you allow him to break tackles, you allow him to go running, they are just going to extend drive after extending drive after extending drive. And eventually they're going to be so close to the end zone that Josh Allen as a pure runner becomes a problem. Yeah. Because then they can start to scheme that stuff. Like we've done a pretty good job at times against Josh Allen, but at other points we've done a god awful job against Josh Allen. And yeah. they just have to bring their A game because if they don't shut this mutant of a quarterback down, then this team will score points for fun. And I think they will. I think they will. I think Spagnolo is definitely good enough for this. But if they don't, then the Chiefs are going home empty handed on Sunday. 
I think the escape plan for Josh Allen could be the fact that they've got two really good tight ends there as well, haven't they? They've got uh, yeah. Dalton Kincaid and they've got uh, Dawson Knox, who they seem to use those as more, almost like a one-two pairing where obviously the Chiefs have got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we throw in the sprinkle now and again of a, you know, a few more tight ends in there. But yeah. I think the Bills seem to use them quite effectively. And Kincaid's, yeah, definitely. Kincaid's really kind of brought on, you know, he brought on his ear game a little bit more this time. And yeah. he's very effective against the Steelers. So if even if we do shut down the run game, I mean, even if we do manage to keep... You know Josh Allen in the pocket, and or you know bring a lot of pressure. He's still got that ex- escape plan with with two great tight ends there, isn't it? Yeah, but I trust I trust the guys in coverage enough now. I think we've seen it enough that I trust I trust the plan defensively in the back end. Um, but as I said to you, it's all about what happens if all of that is blanketed, and then Josh Allen gets a free lane. That's that's the issue. That's the issue. That, that's what will kill the Chiefs if he gets hot. And remember, when he gets hot as a runner, that's when the Buffalo crowd really gets into it mm-hmm. as well, when he gets hot. Because it's a, it's a rowdy crowd anyway. And as we said before, it's Mahomes' first playoff game away from our ahead. So I expect it to be a, a big atmosphere as it is. Obviously, they've got 13 seconds on their mind. They've got revenge. They've got all those ghosts. So they want to... To, to exercise is it exercise exercise ghosts exercise those demons exercise demons that's yeah it. that's not the one exercise ghosts like ghosts exercising like seeing casper and like doing his press-ups is the grim reaper a demon or a ghost i don't know mm, good job mm. shout but um yeah I, I i think it's fascinating to see this elite defense versus this elite quarterback i don't think you've got it on the other side it's not elite versus elite on the other side yeah uh, obviously Mahomes is elite but the offense isn't playing at an elite level. The Buffalo Bills are playing offense at a very, very good, close to elite level. Josh Allen's playing as well as anyone, as well as anyone at the moment versus elite defense. And their flip side is just, can they do enough? If the defense holds up, can you do enough? Can you score enough points for this team to make it to the AFC Championship game? That's what it comes down to. Can they not turn the ball over? Because that would be disastrous. And can they score points when they get down to the red zone? Okay, I'm going to go with predictions for all of these division round teams as well. I want to go with um, a, a bit of a playoff kind of roundup from us. So let's start with, uh, with obviously the Chiefs at Buffalo. Uh, what are you going with on this? I think the Chiefs do it. I do. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I do Spoiler think alert. they do it. I, um, I feel like this is going to be a thing now where the Bills get us in the regular season, but we get them when it matters. I, I, I think this may be a thing. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Chiefs win 2017. Oh, right. Okay. I've I, gone. I, 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 think, I think Josh Allen may end up becoming impatient. Yeah. That's what that's that's what I think might happen. And he'll come out red hot. I think they, they, they get theirs early. I think they come out probably like every team seems to do, score on their first drive or first one of the first couple of drives. Mm. But then the Chiefs will stay in the game. But then I think the defense will continue to frustrate Allen. And then I think potentially in the second half, mistakes will happen. And then we might see multiple turnovers. Are you reading my notes? Just do enough. Just do enough. <laughs> yeah. Are you reading my notes here? 2017, I think. I've gone 31 17. I've gone with two, uh, two turnovers by Josh Allen. Um, I think probably one of those might be a pick six, might even be both. I don't know. Um, but I think you're right. I think. This will probably get in his head. Um, the occasion, playoffs, 
against the Chiefs, you want to beat Mahomes. You want to get that monkey off your back. You want to make sure that you are stamping your authority in this. And you're in your own house as well. I just think the occasion might get a little bit too big. Mm-hmm. He will get frustrated, like you said, with this Chiefs defense, um, mixing it up all the time. And I think I think the Chiefs get helped along by a couple of uh, a couple of turnovers from, uh, from from Josh Allen there. So I think 31-17. Uh, sorry, just to be yeah, clear, well, it also wouldn't surprise me if they beat us 28-10. It really wouldn't surprise me if they battered us on Sunday, either. Yeah, I'm. I'm not feeling that. I don't feel any yeah. worry about this game at all. I, I, strange. I don't know if it's arrogance or what. I don't. I have no idea. Um, okay, the other uh, divisional round game: Ravens versus the Texans. I've been the Ravens will win. I've been the win comfortably. To be honest. Yeah, although I am worried about the Texans. I think. I think you're right. I think the Ravens might actually win this. I think it'll be an edgy game, though. I really do. I think it'd be... I, I, it may, it, they may end up doing to the Texans what the Texans did to the Browns, where it'd be close early, yeah. and then they just end up battering them. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lions versus Bucks. Probably the hardest game of the weekend to call, to be honest. Um, I think I'm, going, I'm going Lions all in. I think the Lions will win. Yeah. I, think, I, I fancy... I, you know, I think the defense in Tampa is pretty good, and Baker's playing very well. And um, I've, I don't think it's going to be plain sailing for the Lions. So you want Baker to win, don't you? Because it just messes with my no, mind. I want the Lions to win. Like, if I had to power rank teams I want to win the Super Bowl after the Chiefs, it would be the Lions, probably mm. the Bills, um, and then maybe the Ravens. Because I just, I, 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 you know, I like the Lions as a franchise, but uh, I would like for Lamar or Josh Allen to win one because they're very, very good players and they're they're quite likable guys as well. Yeah. Last but not least, 49ers versus the Packers. 49ers. Yeah, it's just got to be 49ers, hasn't it? The Packers will score points, but I think they've had a lot, a long time to game plan for this. I think, yeah, I think the 49ers are super bound. So we haven't gone for any upsets there? No. Well, there wasn't Which... any upsets really this weekend, was there? No, I know, but you normally get one or two, don't I mean, you, in the yeah, playoffs? Yeah, I suppose the Cowboys losing was well, the one upset. But... Was that an upset? Well, the Chiefs are underdogs. <laughs> the Chiefs are underdogs. Yeah, we're the, we're the, they're the only road team we predicted to to win. So, yeah. Mm. Right. Oh well. Okay. Right then, we'll see what happens. Eh. <laughs> see if Mac Jones forty three comes back next week. <laughs> well, it is dedicated to him. This show, isn't it? So let's hope he comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, that's all we've got time for this week. If you've enjoyed the show this season, not to review. <laughs> leave us a review, like Mac Jones forty three. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Do you think he's actual Mac Jones? You think? You think he's just a little bit pissed and not getting the, uh, well, the start? He's had a lot of spare time, so maybe. Yeah, it could be him. Could be him, yeah. couldn't it? Uh, obviously, please give us a shout out and review in the uh, the review section of the Arrowhead Pride Apple Podcast. As we've proven, uh, we read out both good and bad reviews, so keep them coming. Um, we'll be back again next week to review the Chiefs' divisional matchup against the Bills. Hopefully, it won't be our last show for the season, and we can carry on until the Super Bowl. Fingers crossed. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Hey 
Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.